How can an African-American pastor raised in the Baptist tradition become a United Methodist pastor in downtown Dallas in a historic church and be a source of unity for the whole of the city of Dallas? We'll be talking with Richie Butler, just that man, on Good God. Stay tuned. Welcome to Good God, conversations that matter about faith and public life. I'm George Mason, your host, and I'm pleased to welcome today Richie Butler, my friend and co-pastor, co well, colleague, not co-pastor, <laughs> but uh, uh, a pastor here in Dallas at St. Paul, Uni Paul's United Methodist Church, yes. downtown historic church uh, in the Arts District. Uh, and that's only, you know, just the very beginning of being able to talk about your journey and our relationship yes. across time, Richie. But thank you so much for coming on the program. Well, it is my honor. Uh, I certainly respect and uh, revere you and what you've done in ministry. And so uh, I'm, I'm, well, when George calls, <laughs> yeah. people listen and respond. So. Well, that's really kind <laughs> of you to say. I sort of feel the same way when you call on me as well. And that's part of the fun of being in Dallas right now yeah. is... Uh, is knowing that we have these collegial relationships, yeah. we're finding ways to work together, uh, and and yet I think people would be really interested to know that you didn't grow up uh, in, in a United Methodist track. You, yeah, you, no, 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 you, not you, at all. You, you have come to this. I'm but a good Baptist. You're a good Baptist <laughs> who's now a United, United Methodist. Methodist. Yes, all right, yes. so let's talk about that story. Tell us about your call and your journey a bit. So born, born bred, and raised in Austin, Texas, and right. like you, a yes. pretty good athlete. That's right. Uh, so how played recruit. football at at SMU, at SMU. yeah, right. highly recruited out of high school and played quarterback. Yes, I uh, didn't do it in college, but in high school, right. Um, and probably all the best athletes played quarterback early. You that's know, right, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. that's right. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, so grew up in Austin. Grew up in New Hope Baptist Church, uh, 16th Street, uh, yeah. East Austin. Um, right. I was the, the kid. Uh, my mother, single family household, two two kids. Um, you know, what's interesting, we g literally grew up in the church. Right. I mean, Sunday morning, uh, Sunday school at nine o'clock, Baptist training union at 10, right. Sunday morning worship at 11, right. three o'clock service, yeah. six o'clock service. Oh my and goodness. And we were the only kids left after we- You, you know, were the, churched. Yeah, we were churched. And my brother got churched out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you got churched in. I got churched in. Yeah. I, I I got the, the, the bug, if you will. Okay. And I had a-, a a mentor once told me as I was wrestling with my call and started wrestling with it in college. Right. Um, if you can ignore it and it doesn't come, doesn't continue to bother you or, right. you know, chase after you, then, then maybe you're not. But if, but if you try to run from it and it keeps coming back at you or uh -huh. hits you upside the head, then you need to pay attention to it. And so you, I decided to pay attention. You to know, it. that, that is such an interesting thing. I mean, I, I the way we talk about calling has yeah. always mystified me because Apparently, you know, you, you're you're not supposed to want to do this work. Yeah, you're you're, you're, you're supposed yeah. to only concede to doing it. Yeah, uh, you know, if, you, <laughs> if 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 after everything else, it just won't let you go. Yeah, and I, I guess there's something to that. You know, when I reflect upon it, because yeah. sometimes it's difficult work, right? And, yeah. and it, 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 if we if we only chose it, we might think, well, we could choose something else. Yeah. But there is a feeling of it has chosen us. Yeah, yeah, most, so, most definitely. I mean, for, for me, there there are a number of, of options uh, per se that I that I definitely had. I, you know, actually, when I told God, and I think the calling is is not just a sort of one time event. Yes, 
for me, you know, when I actually decided to to accept my calling to ministry and in the in the African American Baptist Church, that's typically called to preach. Yes, right, and, right, and, and defined by that. And so I told God, I'll preach. Uh, but I'm not interested in pastoring. Right. Uh, I want to do deals during the weekend. I'll preach in somebody's pulpit on weekends. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, what I wanted to negotiate with him. And then part of that call, I think also, as I've evolved, I realized that the call is not just to preach. But, you know, there are people who are called to advocate. There are people who are called to, you know, focus on justice. There are people who are called to to lead economic change. I mean, so I think that that's, and I think that's more my More goodness, that's, but that's all of your call. Everything you're doing, you just <laughs> mentioned. I, there are people who are there. And then there's Richie, who's called to do all of these things. Because let's just keep going with your call. Because, you know, at, 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 you, you you went to SMU. Then you went off to Harvard yeah. and, and, and did uh, an MA in theology or yeah. uh, MTS, yeah. MTS in, in theology. And, and came back, and, and when I first got to know you, I think you were maybe working for Henry Cisneros, weren't you, or? Oh, I, uh, not, not quite, but I was probably okay. putting together Unity Estates, okay. uh, a, a development by the African American Pastors Coalition. I was, right, that Zan Holmes created, and, yeah. and, and that, it, it, which again, economic development, yes, yes. right? And, and housing, which uh, would create the opportunity for um, middle-class uh, black families to build wealth uh, yes. through uh, through housing and home ownership. Uh, yeah, and and this was not your you know when you think of you know you know blacks and housing is uh -huh. low income or tech, this was housing for you know first-time home buyers. Right. So it really does begin to create because exactly. most people their greatest wealth is within their home. Well, and this is part of the tragedy of the history of redlining in this yes. country, which, um, you know, when we think about the inequity, and we'll talk more about that, the inequity and inequality of wealth distribution uh, on a racial basis, so much of that is rooted in very deliberate decisions that were made to yeah. identify neighborhoods that were going to uh, be able to get mortgages and those that weren't. And, and the, the, the building of equity in those houses has been uh, incredible in the traditional white community, and the yes. failure to do that has left the black community without uh, that kind of net worth that, that could be built over generations. And, and, and that is in part uh, why, you know, the call for me was not just from the pulpit or, or mm -hmm. classified or, or directed just in the church. Yes. Um, because when I got to SMU, I started to research and thought about how I go back to East Austin, which is very different today than the East Austin I grew up in. Yes and tra transform that neighborhood because, you know, when I go to my, my, my home or that area, you know, housing is depressed, you know, retail services, I mean, you name it, you know, it's always mm -hmm. underclass, underrepresented. Right. And I did the research and concluded that real estate developers mm -hmm. can change neighborhoods. Yes. And, and thought about the fact that if, if, if you want to, you know, resurrect or improve a community, a real estate developer will find a piece of dirt, a building, and go make it happen. Right. And so that was part of a call for me to right. be able to go back to Austin and, mm -hmm. and ultimately here in Dallas and, you know, be able to create communities and uh, and be part of the built community. And also I concluded, I tied, tied it biblically because I believe Abraham was the first real estate developer. Right. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to, you know, fall into Abraham tradition. <laughs> Abraham as the first real estate developer. I don't believe I've ever heard that. But that there's, there's a way of, 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 of talking about him, him moving into a land that God has, has yes. given him that he had not known yeah. and, and building a city, yeah, essentially, yeah. Uh, which is 
Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought about it in that way, but uh, there is a movement in the Bible from a kind of more a garden and agrarian kind of uh, uh, rural sense to yeah. the, the building of cities, cities, isn't there? That's right, that's yeah. right. right. And, 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 and also when we think about it, you know, most, most of our biblical, you know, leaders <clears throat> were not pastors. Right, right. <laughs> and we that's think about true. Abraham. Right. I mean, you know, Moses was an activist. Yes. Uh, and probably would have, if, if he had stayed the track, he'd have become the Pharaoh, possibly. I mean, he, That's right. He could have been, he, and he yeah. chose not to. And, and David was a pol politician, mm -hmm. and, and he was a man after God's own heart. If we had a few more politicians like David, yes. we may be in better shape today. Well, all right. So you are this um, polymath that is uh, <laughs> at, at work in our community. I've never been described there, but I like well, that. <laughs> but I mean, you have you are all over the place. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're on uh, the board at SMU and the Communities Foundation of yeah. Texas. And when, when, we, when we find ourselves in, uh, in, in a place of division, like we did after the, the Dallas police officers were shot, you uh, are called upon to create Project Unity. And we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think that I, I want to go back to your sense of, uh, of call. You interpret it more broadly, but it's still rooted in this uh, call to the church. Yes, yes. And, and so I know that um, when we first became acquainted, you started a church. Yes. You, you began Union Cathedral. Cathedral. Yes. And, and, and your ambition for that was to, to plant a church that would be um, multiracial, multiethnic yes. in, the, in the center of Dallas. Yes. And, uh, and, and that had a hard time flowering that it, it didn't it, it didn't take off the way you wanted to and it led you to some other exploration right yes so I mean start started Union Cathedral with with uh, grand grand visions and and, uh, mm -hmm. and ideas as you just described uh, I believe God had called us to to be in the center of the city uh, in part to help shepherd we also you know want, that's why we named it Union right uh, because we wanted a place where all of God's people uh, mm -hmm. could come together and and, and be, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the church is the last place that galvanizes and brings people together. And so really wanted to sort of press against that. And probably, and we were at tw uh, probably 10 years old, and we were trying to find a building. Yeah. And, and literally spent two, two long years trying to find something in and around downtown. You know, limited resources because mm -hmm. uh, the size, so uh, we were limited in, in our options. Uh, and... Ended up getting to know the bishop of the United Methodist Church, Mike McKee, who I think is a, a rock star because, yeah. you know, uh, you know, he did something that was completely out of the box. Right. And uh, and St. Paul United Methodist Church was was a church that was, you know, definitely on a downward trajectory. And, um, you know, we had a conversation and probably for a year or so and came to the conclusion that wanted to bring Union and St. Paul together. You imagine. At the time, 141-year-old Methodist Church. I mean, the oldest African-American United Methodist Church in North Texas. Uh, the mother of, you know, St. Luke and Hamilton Park and some of these great, great United mm -hmm. Methodist churches. And Union Cathedral, this 12-year-old non-denominational church, which was founded by, you know, a guy who grew up Baptist. Right. Um, and the bishops, we looked at each other in the eye and said, let's do this. And, and my first series as a new pastor, the pastor of the, the merged congregations was, this is a God thing. Yes. And you could not script it any, any better because everything that, that I think God had 
birthed in me through union was about is now coming to fruition with the merge of St. Paul and Union Cathedral. Right. And, and really, isn't it one of those signs of how the Spirit is at work in our churches and in our denominations that the strict um, denominational uh, divisions that we have, the, the way we have to I either identify this way or that way, that the way the Spirit's working on the ground yes. uh, in helping to create new partnerships, new imagine new ways of yes. relating to one another, uh, that's bringing the church together in a way that, uh, you know, all the um, National Council of Churches meeting in boardrooms never could do. do. You're right. You know? You're right. It, 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 and I think if we are um, just in tune with the Spirit, and, and I tell people this all the time, and maybe you, I mean, maybe it was part of God's plan that Union did not have the kind of growth I wanted it to have at the, mm -hmm. at the moment because mm -hmm. it probably would not have, the uh -huh. merger would not have happened. Right. There would not have been a need, you know, for, right. for us to join St. Saint Paul in terms of us, you yes. know, driving it as a space. Yes. And, and so I, I think that, you know, when, we, when, we, when we're walking in the, in the purpose and the will and we're in tune with the Spirit, He definitely leads. And I'll give you a great, great example you know, after we merged, literally a month after we merged, we hosted a community forum at the church mm -hmm. uh, in response to Michael Brown uh, shooting. And, and I think mm -hmm. the, the grand jury had chose not to indict. That's right. And, and so we had the DA there. We had the chief of police and the sheriff. And in that space, there was so much anger, resentment and frustration. And it was out of that moment that God gave me the vision for Project Unity. Okay, and out, that's of, how we out of the Michael Brown moment. Yes, okay. so it was out of that. All right. And we launched Project Unity. Pastors Andy Stoker and I started mm -hmm. uh, doing some things together. We started to host a prayer call, which you have uh, yes. facilitated for racial healing. Um, <clears throat> and, 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 and then, you know, came the, the events of, of 2016 with the police uh, officers mm. uh, being killed. And um, and our city coming together, and and out of that moment, you know, we realized that there was a lot of energy and a and a and sense of unity, and people wanting to work together. And so the mm -hmm. question was, how do we how do we take this moment and make it a movement? And then God put in my spirit a year of unity, mm -hmm. and and then I sort of take a step back, George, and I realized my first real estate development deal was Unity Estates. Wow, the church I started was Union Cathedral. Yes. Um, so you've been unity all the way through. Yeah, now been United so Methodist. That's right. All right. All right. We, and, and the United Methodists are not always united either. But, we're, we're working through some stuff. We, we all are. <laughs> yes, aren't we we? Are. That's right. Well, we're going to take a break and okay. talk about Project Unity a little bit, and then uh, we'll come back and, and continue uh, in this conversation on, in, about unity. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Project Unity is committed to building and sustaining community relations. It began with a community forum at St. Paul United Methodist Church. It launched an initiative to address the divides in our community and country. Join the dialogue and find out more about Project Unity's community building events, activities, education, and empowerment. Visit yearofunity.com. We're back with Richie Butler, who is both the uh, senior minister of the St. Paul United Methodist Church downtown Dallas, and also the uh, founder and president of uh, Project Unity. Yes. 
uh, Unity, 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 Union Cathedral, United Methodist, Union Estates, uh, Unity Estates, Estates yes. right? Uh, and and so, uh, you know, Richie, I, we keep seeing you turn up as a person who is trying to hold hands with the business <laughs> community, the political uh, government agencies, yeah. uh, the church, churches, different religious groups, uh, white and black uh, and brown in our community. Uh, ev every time we turn around, that's what matters most to you. Where's that come from? Yeah. Wow. Um, I just, I think we, we all have a bent yeah. that God has given us. Yes. And I think that's part of that, that okay. calling. Right. And, and that's my bent. And, yes. and I've had to, it's probably within the last couple of years that I've realized, as I stated, I mean, I right. didn't think about the first real estate development deal, Unity Estates, with a coalition of pastors, over 70 pastors that yes. I had to corral and yeah. get on board with, with a with well, project. Well, yeah, a and, coalition of pastors. People don't understand how a coalition <laughs> of pastors Getting pastors in a coalition, coalition. is just... Yeah, and we, these are all black pastors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, so this has always been at the heart of who you are. Now, there's, a, I mean, in, in a sense, that I think people often uh, view a person who is working at bringing people together as being one kind of person and a person who is an activist yeah. being another kind of person. Uh, and, and, and I think you probably have had to struggle with that yes, some too, in yes. the black community especially, yes. because there are those who, you know, we don't care about unity so much as we want to care about justice. Yeah. But is it really that those two things are in opposition to each other? No, I don't think they, I care about justice. Right. I am fighting for justice. Yeah. But I also recognize that all of my allies may not look like me. Yes. And also I think there's an opportunity to connect with people who may not even have a sense of awareness about what's going on yes. because they just sort of live in there. I've realized that a lot of people, we live in our, our little neighborhoods and we are just disconnected. Yep. Yep. And so I think on some level that sense of unity is is mm -hmm. bridge building and getting people to cross their bridge or yes. cross over and, and engage. And I think it mm -hmm. it will help if, if you've got a whole lot of people that don't look like you on your on your side. I mean, it just it it builds some momentum and strength around the effort and the cause that you're fighting for. Well, so let's talk a little more about how you do that with Project Unity, because uh, in Project Unity, this nonprofit that you have formed uh, with lots of people of goodwill in our community, yeah. uh, the, the programs, almost all of them, begin with Together We. That's right. Together That's right. We. We. Yeah. Right. Together We Dine. Yes. Together We Ball. Yes. Uh, basketball. Which you haven't. I know, I know, yet. I gotta work out a little bit to get, get into that next one. But uh, together we sing, sing pray, pray, all yeah. those sorts of things. And these are, uh, so, so talk a little bit about the, the way these programs are, are trying to reinforce and bring people together. Yeah, um, I mean, one, I mean, you, you, you hone in on it together. We, I believe what unites us is greater than what div divides us. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes we play to division. And, and from a faith perspective, I think the enemy mm -hmm. loves to use the division, you know, to, to, yes. to create the breach yes. and, and keep us from, you know, we focus on mohills when God's called us to climb Mount Everest. Nice. And, and I just, I, I think that 
you know, with Together We, like Together We Dine, which I believe is just critical to the work of, of what we're doing. We're, try, we're bringing people together to have courageous conversations about race. First and foremost, just to get people to listen, yes. to listen to each other's stories. Yes. Because um, I believe that's where uh, sympathy, moving to empathy, but also relationships are formed. Mm -hmm. So we've hosted, and, and one of our first Together We Dying events was at Highland Park United Methodist Church. So right. for many people, the last place they they would think about having conversations about race, right. which I believe is one of the first places yes. it needs to take place. Um, but out of that, you know, we actually form unity groups of people, because some people are like, well, you know, okay, we do it, then what? And, and we're working on, on the what, and part of the what is organic. Yes. It's, it's people being feeling called or, or moved or motivated to, to do something different, to actually, and one of the things we challenge people to do is to you know listen to someone else's story so that means engage with somebody that you normally would never yes they're not on your radar right maybe it's a co-worker that, that you have perceptions just because of the way they look mm -hmm. go, go spend some time with them because when when, when it boils when, when it boils down to it, we we may realize that we have a lot more in common mm -hmm. and if we can find to your to the theme of your your ministry if we can find common ground Right, <laughs> right, right. So Faith Commons is the sponsoring organization of, yeah. of, uh, of, of Good God. And Good God is trying to drive toward the common good. Yeah, yeah. How can our faith inform our commitment yeah. to the common good? And so you, you, when you get people together, you're, you're putting them around dinner tables, yeah. uh, in, at, at least so far in large rooms with lots of tables and people talking to each other. Um, but uh, then when you put them on a basketball court together, say, yeah. for instance, or yeah. uh, when, when they pray together, when, you know, so it, it forces people out of their normal circles yes. and, 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 and makes them listen to one another and to hear and gives them also an opportunity to speak yes. and to say, from my experience, it looks like this, yes. which where do you get that opportunity in our community? Otherwise, you don't, you don't, and, and where, where, where it's safe, or at least that's you, right. We, we want to set the environment in, up in such a way where people feel like, okay, I can, I can be vulnerable. I, yes. I if I am a racist, yes, I, I can share that vulnerability because the only way, because the only way we can turn the turn the corner is to be be naked before each other just like we are yes. before our God right and when we're naked before God God can transform us but as long as we keep you know our uh -huh. cover up yes and concealed um, right. you know there's no way for God to truly work on our hearts yes and that's what we're that's what we're trying to do this that's why it may not be a project project unity is not a faith-based yes. organization right but it is undergirded by faith of course okay so tell me some experiences you've had uh, with this. Uh, have, have, you, have you seen some people's lives changed because of it? Some, some signs of hope in yes. our community because of the work you've been doing? Yes. You, you know, um, I'll give you an example with our t Together We Ball. Uh, one of the referees uh, participated the, the first year and afterwards he, he said to me, he said, Pastor, I want you to know, I want to thank you for doing this because I really have issues with the police. Uh, and he said, but it softened because they were, I saw them as, yes, as me. I mean, yes. like me, I mean, human beings. Right. right. Um, 
And I think, you know, vice, vice versa. You know, we've had, we literally had um, a, a group of, of Baptists from Louisville who came to a Together We Dine, and they were at the same table with a group of good old Presbyterians. Yes. And those two congregations are now working together. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, they, I mean, they would never have had an opportunity a, a to know A black Baptist and a white Presbyterian church at Okay, that. yeah, wow, fantastic. So, yeah. so I think, right. and, 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 and the fact that we have a unity group that is, it's been a year and a half and they're still meeting Wow. once a month. Good, good. Um, and, and there are people, and, and, and you're saying, well, what's the, what's the difference? Because I think if you're gonna create a snowball, it starts with one snowflake. Yes, yes. And you get a second snowflake. So we, yeah. I, I realize that trying to build momentum is, it, it is, this is not a sprint. And as a former athlete, as, as, and you as being a former athlete, you know, we're, as football players, we're not used to distance. Yes, yes. But, it's but God has called yeah. us to the, to the marathon. Right, and right. And that's what we're, we're focused on. So every, every opportunity, and, and the fact that there are people in particular, those, because I, I want us to influence those who are decision makers in particular. So because that's they, an important that's an important part of this this work too yeah. because I, I think what happens in in a lot of our um, work in advocacy and activism and justice work we sort of demonize the people who are uh, people of wealth and, yeah. and privilege and position uh, and say they are really the enemy yeah. uh, and, uh, and and many of them are. Are doing the best they can in their own social location and the, the places that, but they don't really know right. how yeah. to exercise stewardship yes. over their resources yes. and influence. Yes, and that's the big move that has to take yes. place, right? If, yes, you know, it, it's like uh, if 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 in Dallas. Uh, if the business community decided that Dallas had to be different uh, because they saw the the inequality as of of wealth distribution in this city as being unacceptable. Yeah. And they threw themselves into that challenge. Yes. Uh, rather than allowing the marketplace to just let everything fall out the way it, yes. it does, then things would be different. They, yeah. But and, you've and got to address part, it. And in part, that's why I sort of navigate these yes. worlds because I recognize, to, to be very candid, if I walked in just as a pastor, Yes. There is a different, especially as a black pastor, there's right. a different, a right. different perception right. as walking in as Richie Butler, you know, former partner of Henry Cisneros, private equity, right. you know, and have raised money and invested dollars with CalPERS and done right. deals all over the country. That's right. a different, different. You have credibility then with, with people on, you know, both yes. sides of, of, of this yeah. The faith community and the business community and, 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 and social I, capital. I'll, I'll give you a, a real live example. Uh, uh, there is a, a, a small church, and, and I'll sort of give, give it, uh, leave them nameless and location, but uh -huh. in a city here in, in Texas. And they're trying to, you know, get a loan with a bank mm -hmm. for a new building, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they don't have the resources. Uh, and I know the pastor, and we talked and happened to know the person who is one of the senior uh, executives, I mean, at the very top level of the bank. Mm, mm. So I called him and just said, "Hey, man, mm. you know, can you guys do something?" And um, and he said, "Send me an email, mm. but send it from your business." 
Ah, interesting. Not, not the pastor right, from your right. business. There you go. Because there's a level of credibility exactly. when he comes from okay. Richie Butler Prescott Group. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, there it is. Okay. So what we're really talking about here is, um, you know, Paul liked to talk about how he, he, he becomes all things to all people <laughs> yeah. in order to, yes. for, for God's work to be done. Amen. And I think that uh, you are demonstrating how uh, you can be in various different places, learn the language of, of government, the language of business, yeah. the language of the church, uh, the language of, of community justice, and, and, and work in all of those areas for the common good. And that's, uh, that's changing things around here. Um, it's it's hard work, hard work, and thank God for a, a wife and uh, and children <laughs> who support <laughs> dad being away. It, it's it's a little exhausting at times, it is. isn't it? Because it's it hard to know always which hat you have, have on, on at any given yeah. given time. Yes. But Richie, one of the things we love about you is that we know that um, whatever is going on in Dallas that matters. Yeah. We know you'll be there. Yes. And and we can count on you. And it's hard work sometimes because sometimes the parties are at each other's throats and yes. it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you're the guy who, who wants to see unity happen and we want to be partners with you in that and we're grateful for you. Well, thank you. I'm honored. Thanks for being on Good God with us. Glad to be with you. Okay. Thank you, George. Terrific. Okay. Good God is created by Dr. George Mason, produced and directed by Jim White. Guest coordination and social media by Upward Strategy Group. Good God, Conversations with George Mason is the podcast devoted to bringing you ideas about God and faith and the common good. All material copyright 2019 by Faith Commons. Project Unity is committed to building and sustaining community relations. It began with a community forum at St. Paul United Methodist Church. It launched an initiative to address the divides in our community and country. Join the dialogue and find out more about Project Unity's community building events, activities, education, and empowerment. Visit yearofunity.com.